All right, we're back for another segment on the Trail of the Mothman. Okay. Let's continue. So, um, okay, so uh, j- just to give a little, uh, uh, just to keep a little bit up with the timeline here. Uh, so, uh, Keel arrives in, uh, in, in December uh, of, of uh, 1966. Um, and he, uh, immediately begins to uncover, um, a whole, uh, whole spate of not just Mothman, uh, sightings as covered by, uh, Mary Heyer, but, uh, but, uh, but UFOs. All these UFO sightings. All, all these UFOs. Where we left it before the break. All sorts of, uh, crazy UFO sightings, right? Um, and, uh, in the midst of this, um... Keel, so so Keel's whole life doesn't revolve around Point Pleasant at this time. He's also um, he's got a lot of other stuff going on. Uh, he uh, is um, in 1967. He's getting uh, uh, more and more involved in a uh, uh, a, a series of uh, of visitations and UFO sightings and all sorts of uh, paranormal activity going on on Long Island at a place called Mount Misery. Um, so, uh, no, they didn't just make that name up for horror worthy purposes. That's <laughs> actually a place. Right. So, um, uh, one seems of... like places with a mount in the title are having a lot of problems. Right. Yes. Right. So, um, the, so, uh, um, he, he, so, so he's splitting his time between the, these two places and he's, um, uh, becoming more and more involved with um, uh, w- with with some people who uh, uh, who, who claim to be uh, claim to be aliens, um, claim to be in contact with aliens, and uh, begin to uh, give him a lot of uh, uh, messages about uh, about things, making certain kinds of predictions uh, for him. That uh, some of them turn out to be fake, some turns out to be uh, to be true, but enough of them turn out to be sort of true that he starts to pay more and more attention to them. One of the interesting things uh, that you find out uh, if you go back and you read Mothman prophecies um, is, uh, even though it's considered again sort of kind of the or text of uh, of the Mothman thing, um, it's uh, at times um, almost comical how little. Keel wants to talk about Mothman. <laughs> there's very, very little about Mothman in the Mothman prophecies, and in fact, there's uh, there's a lot more about Mothman um, in another book he read uh, or that he wrote, uh, "Strange Creatures from Time and Space," where he uh, he has like a, a thirty or forty page uh, chapter in that book that uh, uh, that that's a pretty comprehensive coverage of of uh, a lot of the. Uh, Mothman sightings that he just makes sort of casual reference to without any sort of attributions in uh, in uh, Mothman prophecies. But what's happening with Keel in 1967 is that he's getting sucked more and more into uh, the drama of this um, uh, of this local uh, UFO investigator uh, slash uh, psychic medium uh, named Jay Paro. Um, who was this young woman who um, uh, won't say much, won't say too much about her, but if you, if you ever really want to get into John Keel, uh, the, the relationship between Jay Perro and him is very, very fascinating because uh, he would have you believe in, in Mothman prophecies. He would have you believe that he all of a sudden is inundated by all these, these sources, these mysterious sources of people who are giving him this weird information, giving him information about that no nobody could possibly know. And uh, when you look into it a little more, you realize that Jay Perro is actually the source of all of this information. She is, uh, you know, he he claims that he's getting uh, information from aliens, an alien in particular named Apple, um, and. Uh, a different alien whose name escapes me, but both of these are are uh, are, are uh, characters being channeled by uh, by Jay Perro in her you know midst of her you know psychic right. sort of right. So um, uh, 
Now... So that's all horseshit. <laughs> yes, that's all horseshit. And not only horseshit, but that also reinforces a, uh, a trend that I noticed in sort of pouring through a lot of uh, 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 Keel's personal writings that Keel has a real soft spot. He's a very credulous person in a lot of ways, and he particularly has a soft spot for uh, young ladies. Well, um, he wouldn't be alone in that. Well, right, but it's not for nothing that Jay Perro was kind of a cutie. Okay. Right? Um, it's not for nothing that, you know, um, Connie Carpenter, also, kind of a cutie. Okay. Um, so uh, so I, I often wonder uh, uh, how much of uh, 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 Keel's critical thinking skills are uh, a little bit swayed by uh, uh, the tightness of a sweater. Um, well, right, and not to mention, though, I mean, you're talking about a medium, so you're getting worked, I mean, basically. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I mean, that's... I mean, they know what they're doing, right? You make enough predictions, some of them are going to come true. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, now, uh, that said, um, uh, Apple, uh, as channeled through Jay Perro, um, uh, comes up with some interesting hints, or interesting hits. Uh, she makes some predictions that uh, uh, are at times compelling, right? Um, one thing that that uh, 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 Keel makes a big deal out of is that uh, uh, through Apple, um, uh, the prediction uh, there was a prediction that the uh, the Pope would be assassinated. Um, the Pope would be assassinated at an airport uh, by a person dressed as a, uh, uh, you know, disguised as a, uh, as a priest, and so on. Um, that didn't come true the day that uh, uh, that it was predicted, but a few years later, voila, um, the uh, uh, there was an assassination attempt on the Pope um, under very sim- similar circumstances. What assassination attempt are you referring to there? It's not. It's, it's, it's not Pope John Paul. No, it wasn't Pope John Paul. It was before that. It was before that. Right? I know that there was yeah. another assassination yeah. attempt. I don't know much about that one at yeah. all. Yeah. Um. So. Um. Anyway. So. Uh. What, what's. Uh, Devil's ad- advocate. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> in that particular era, they were taking shots at pretty much anybody of importance. Um. And it was just a matter of time before somebody would try to assassinate. Probably uh, and if pope. you're going to try to assassinate the pope, you're probably going to dress as a priest, right? Right. It's a right. Um, so um, anyway, so but but nonetheless, uh, uh, throughout 1967, Keel is becoming more and more drawn into uh, trying to make sense of of these predictions and prophecies that are being. Uh, 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 gotten to him through these back channels these back channels of course being jay Perro. Um, you know i mean the thing is is you you, you know obviously it's several that that have kind of come true in quotations mm. have been well known but you know obviously he's probably not going to mention the 75 that didn't you know i mean that's well, exactly that's, right, the, that's exactly, the difficult right. thing about this kind right, of source right. confirmation is, bias yeah right yeah, yeah right um i agree yeah uh, i agree with that totally I don't believe for one, you know, I don't believe for one second in any of these. Well, yeah. yeah, What I, what I do believe is that uh, Keel took all of this very seriously and was um, genuinely on the nerve of a kind, uh, on the verge of a kind of nervous breakdown throughout, uh, throughout 1967. Right. Um, In large part, again, because Jay Perro was a a full-time, full-time job at this point. I mean, not to engage in any sort of gossip, but like she she had this entire sort of mythology uh, 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 that she spun for him about how uh, uh, the the aliens wanted him and her to repopulate the earth and that she, that he was supposed to have, that that uh, they needed his semen to impregnate her. Right. And and if he's buying into all this, I mean, uh, he's that. Yeah. But he. 
At the very least, he's not not buying into it. I mean, he stopped short of providing his semen. Well, right? okay. <laughs> but, but I mean, right. you know, if he's buying even half of it, right. Um, right. 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 that's a path that leads to right. a mentally unstable place. It's right. Like, it's yes. more than logic can handle. Yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah. Yeah. So, um, so he's not in a great place emotionally. <laughs> um. So, um, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bringing this in for a landing because I want to get, uh, I, I, sure. um, I want to get to the least pleasant part of all of this, uh, um, uh, before we get into the more fun stuff about speculating about the right. about uh, man. And of course, the least fun part about any of this is, uh, is the collapse of the silver. It's Bridge. a legitimate tragedy. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, in, in, on, uh, November 15th, 1967. Um, so uh, a year after the initial, basically a year uh, after the initial. 13 months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, which, which if you're new, into numerology. Um, and I'm not, but. Yes. <laughs> right. But if you were into numerology, you'd be going, whoa. Right. Right, right now. Right. right. Yeah. So, um, and lots of people do. Right. Um, but um, anyway. Uh, um, on uh, it was uh, 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 Christmas uh, season. People were shopping, um, and uh, Ga- uh, Gala Police, Ohio, across the str- uh, across the street, across the river from uh, Point Pleasant. Before we get into details, let's talk bridge for a second here. Um, obviously, I've seen the you know the the movie account of this. Um, is this an interstate bridge? A four lane bridge? Or, I mean, you know, I mean. It seems like it was fairly populated when it happened. So, you're talking about quite a bit of traffic. Bridges. Yeah, I think it's a four lane bridge. It's a four lane bridge, yeah. right? Um, and uh, it just seems like if this bridge is going to collapse, yeah, it could have collapsed at a time when there are a lot fewer people on it. Now, maybe that that's part of it, right? Um, well. It just seems like there was a lot of people on the bridge when it happened. That's yes. I mean. yeah. uh, the reason for that was that uh, the, the stoplight was broken. Okay. Right. Uh, there, there are a few reasons. A few Traffic con- is backed up. A few so. things contributed to it. Um, uh, first of all, yeah, the stoplight was uh, w- w- was not properly working. Um, uh, it was uh, it, it was shopping season. It was rush hour. Um, the uh, uh, as I said, the sales tax for uh, uh, on retail is cheaper in Ohio, uh, so there were a lot of people like doing shopping, right? You know, right. Christmas shopping and then coming back. Um, uh, I mean, the real problem was way back in 1928 that there was a flaw uh, in, in the manufacturing of the bridge. Um, there, there was a tiny little problem. Uh, later investigation showed there was a ch- tiny little defect in in uh, in uh, one of the uh, eye bars, right? One of the screws that the, uh, that held the eye bars together. Uh, the, the, we should say something about the bridge. The bridge itself had a had a really weird design. Instead of uh, instead of the traditional sort of uh, 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 chains. You know, uh, holding up that you see, for for instance, at uh, you know the Golden Gate Bridge, um, when you had w- uh, were uh, these like uh, thirty foot uh, eye bars that were these fixed steel uh, uh, like like bicycle chain, you know, like almost like a long, really okay. long bicycle chain, right? Um, so the road deck was hung from these things. What's that? The road deck was hung from these things, basically. Yes. Because <clears throat> yeah, back then there was a lot of like cantilever style bridges where. Yeah, these weren't. Ca- yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a different type of bridge that's not a common. Right, type. right, right. It, 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 it's not common. Yeah, it's not common anymore. Um, and um, so you know, in 1928, when this was built um you know you got uh you got cars that weigh about 1500 pounds by 1966 you have you know 5000 pounds of detroit steel um uh you know occupying yeah. these these bridges right and um and again um all the but, car all the cars were behemoths yes not to mention trucks and what else could have been there you know? sure 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 
And, uh, you know, not to point fingers, but uh, given all of the sort of hubbub in, in Point Pleasant, uh, maybe there was more traffic over the past year than, you know. Right. I mean, if you want to be, if you want to, if you want a conspiracy theory about how it is that Mothman might have contributed to the collapse of the Silver Bridge, well, maybe that's it. Maybe, right. maybe there's just so much, so many more people. Increase wear and yeah, tear. And, increase yeah. wear and tear. But the, but, um, the absolute bottom line is that there was a defect in the, the initial building of the bridge that over years and years and years uh, eventually wore through um, and all, uh, uh, one little piece collapses that puts stress on other parts and the next thing you know um, you have uh, one side of the bridge tilting one way giving up tilting the other way and then collapsing and you know everybody falling in right and then everything falling in on top of them right and 46 people died two people were never found um which is remarkable in a way yeah yeah well it's never found you know i mean that's that's crazy yeah yeah. um the water cold temperature wise oh yeah it's freezing cold yeah yeah it's like uh like 40 degrees um uh you know it's it's uh uh, December. So, uh, yeah. Um, now, uh, one thing I want to say, uh, uh, about the, uh, the movie, um, the, the thing. Okay. So the movie is what, it, you know, I hate to say this. I hate the phrase, it is, <laughs> but the movie, take it or leave it. It did a lot in terms of revitalizing interest in Mothman. Sure. It's an objective good as far as I'm concerned. The one thing that I find totally unforgivable about the movie is that, um, well, it does a decent job of depicting the collapse of the Silver Bridge, but um, it ends with this totally irresponsible title card that says, you know, um, uh, it was never determined what caused the collapse of the Silver Bridge. Which is just dishonest, basically. 100% horseshit. The people who... it It was a local joke how scary it was to cross that bridge. Oh, really? Because it was, it, it was a, uh, 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 you know, it was designed to, it, it was a, a, what are they called? a suspension bridge. A suspension and so bridge. it was designed to sort of sway, right? Right. And people were constantly like, I don't know, it's kind of scary <laughs> going across there, right? Right. And um, it had passed safety inspection after safety inspection, but they're not looking you know, they're not digging in to find that one little defect that was there. Right, they're not counting for that. They're... Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So, um, that's the one part of the uh, uh, the movie that I find that's totally... Yeah, un- that's pretty un- pretty un- bad, because it, it yeah. doesn't fit their the narrative they want to... Yeah. They want to end their movie on that note, and I it mean, doesn't, you know... I mean, you, you can just say the bridge collapsed, and you don't, don't speculate about why. Just, you know, yeah. leave it up to the imagination. That, it's a different oh, kind of dishonesty, I suppose, but at yeah. least it's not so blatant. Right. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, so, uh, yes, that is the, uh, terribly unpleasant story of, uh, of the collapse of the Silver Bridge. The one thing I will say, uh, uh the one thing I want to say about the collapse of the Silver Bridge is that, uh. You know, this town has every reason to have had it fucking up to here. I'm sorry. Had it up to here with uh, uh, with Mothman or any other uh, UFO stuff. 56, 46 people died. Uh, everybody knew somebody who died on the bridge. That yeah, as you know, small towns I would not like be that. surprised if they never wanted to talk about it again. And yet they still seem to have a very good attitude about it. It kind of, sh- I mean... Because we know how why it happened, mm-hmm. it shouldn't even be part of the narrative anymore. Exactly. If it's not in Keel's right. book, it's yeah. probably not. Maybe. Yeah. You know, it's just. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, of course, there are stories about UFOs over the bridge and. Mothman you know, is it weird that it, that a bridge collapses? Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. But. Well, what it does is it makes for, I mean, it makes the whole story perfect, right? There's the beginning and the middle and an end. Right. Um, and so, and so we love that. Now, is it the end? Is it really the end? Well, the truth of the matter is there are, uh, 
there were plenty of Mothman sightings after the collapse of the Silver Bridge. But guess what? Nobody cares. Right? <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about UFOs anymore. Um, so it, it becomes sort of a bookend, you know. Um, well, and, and the, you know, as much as you say the town is open to talking about it now, there probably needed some time, too, to, to, to be able oh, to, oh, oh, to, to do that. I mean, definitely. Um, you know, I, whenever we were talking on the phone earlier, I was thinking about how this town, you know, kind of makes makes this idea into some a benefit for the town you know mm-hmm. with the with the you know the, the festival and yeah the museum it's very similar to kind of what chester illinois does with being the home of popeye they've got the statue and oh sure yeah, yeah. popeye picnic right. it's right. you know it's it's little things like that that can help a town out yeah and it would be silly to pass up on the kind of things that it could bring in positive ways but it may have taken some time to get not associated I, with a tragedy. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I, uh, if I mentioned this before, but uh, the river walk in Point Pleasant is stunning. I mean, it's, it's, it's more beautiful than anything in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on, well, uh, uh, on the Mississippi. Not that's a that's, not, a, that's faint praise. I realize. I mean, it's it's right, a but the travesty the, what the riverfront has become. And, yeah, but the but the the. The little river walk in, in, in Point Pleasant is absolutely gorgeous. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, it's one of the things I, I talked to Wamsley about. And he said, well, you know, they've been building it for about 20 years. It's been a work in progress. So, I, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I mean, that's Mothman money. Well, <laughs> I mean, sure, in a way. Yeah, I'm sure right. it is. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm sure the upkeep of it, at least, is, is uh, you know, is Mothman money. And, and good for them. Yeah, I mean, is there, you know, every, all these towns, all, all small towns have like a festival that yeah. is a moneymaker as a general rule. Mm-hmm. And theirs is probably a percentage better than it would be otherwise. Oh, yeah. Probably way, 100% way, yeah. better than sure, it would be sure, otherwise. Sure, yeah. Because of, of, of embracing this. I mean, and, what, does, what does Waterloo have? We have the homecoming. Well, the homecoming. Demolition Derby, right? Well, that's a county fair. All yeah. kind of, a lot of counties have fairs. Right. But I mean, you know, Waterloo probably makes money on that homecoming we need a monster you <laughs> or a ghost uh sighting or something a ghost right we need something so it's uh, one of my uh ah, forget it <laughs> oh that's that's a tangent we don't need to go by go on right now um do we want to go over some uh theories sure let's 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 get into a few of those okay um so we already talked about one uh, the uh, uh, the idea of uh, of, uh, of MK Ultra of, of there being some sort of uh, some sort of mind control um, uh, some sort of uh, experiments that were going on um, I think uh, I mean this is on the one hand is, is a little bit in the realm of science fiction but on the other hand uh, I mean you can't entirely count it out I mean this was the era when the the CIA and, and associated uh, 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 programs were perfectly willing to experiment on the populace. Um, yeah, it sure seems like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, uh, the uh, the hitch in this giddy-up is that, well, I, I mean, because I used to really buy into this back, way back in the day, I used to think to myself, I used to think, well, um, maybe the, maybe what they were doing is they were trying to, trying to, to come up with some way to uh, not just cause mass hallucination, but maybe try to uh, influence the content of that hallucination, right? If they could get people not just to freak out, but also but to see something, to see a particular thing, you know, whether it's a, a bug-eyed monster or a UFO or whatever. What if it's simpler than that, though? Yeah. It was how you can control an area... Not by mind control directly, but uh-huh. by creating a hysteria around something that mm-hmm. may, if nothing else, take the eyes off the ball of something else you're trying to do. You know what yeah, I mean? If yeah. that'd be that'd be the end point of what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Not that they were doing yeah. it there, but they were getting the ball rolling as to how it. You know, if you can get a whole town or yeah. you know focused on one thing. Yeah. 
maybe that's your opportunity to do something else, whether it be get some sort of legislation passed mm-hmm. or something more tangible, you know, more tangible. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that was a warfare technique they were they were experimenting with. Yeah. That there's nothing supernatural to it at all. Mm-hmm. It was a hoax, like we talked about. It. Is that being the idea? Just yeah. I mean, I don't know how you hoax if you believe the account of Mr. Cold or whatever. I don't know how you right. hoax that. We'll, yeah, come I back mean. around to that. <laughs> um, um, so, um, yeah. While we're on that subject, I didn't come back around to that. Um, uh, Cold came back. Um, injured Cold visited at length with uh, Woody's family. Um, introduced uh, his own children to uh, to Woody's kids. Um, took and Woody, they appeared as human. Yeah, all appeared as human. Uh, took Woody uh, uh, on a trip to uh, to Lanulos, Woody uh, uh, um, uh, Indrid's home planet, um, where uh, uh, everybody was naked. They were they were all nudists. Um, and uh, of course, they were all anti-nuclear. They all wanted world peace, they, um, uh, and, and so on. Um, you can read the whole book. He wrote a whole book on it, um, if you're into that sort of thing. But uh, the uh, the story told by uh, Woody Derenberger about Lanulos uh, is uh, uh, bad. It's it's. it's <laughs> I mean, it's just nineteen. It's just like really cheesy nineteen fifties uh, utopian bullshit, right? Um, uh, I don't know. I have no idea how that happened. But I mean, while we're on theories, I'm positive. I am positive that Gray Barker and Jim Mosley are behind the uh, the injured cold thing. I have no idea how they, or if they, landed a uh, a, a craft on on you know I ninety seven or whatever. I have no idea how they got this middle aged man to turn his entire life upside down uh, to to uh, to back them, to play to play act with them. But I I'm. What's just interesting sure. about the account is it just seems so low tech. That's exactly right, and that, that's and that's something that uh, uh, that uh, that Keel uh, points out is is you know you hear the sound of a car door slam. Right. right. Uh, there are other there are other similar cases around the same area. Uh, there was a a, a case uh, around the same time of uh, a, a a guy named Tad Jones who who uh, witnessed this. Uh, uh, just in the middle of the road, this big spherical object uh, that had a big fan underneath it, sort of landing, and had these these sort of low tech we- uh, wheels as as as, uh, uh, as uh, landing gear, right? And it became a joke with Keel and some of his other friends. Like, I mean, you can buy that. You could build this shit at Radio Shack. Right. 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 Um, and so it's mystifying in that way. At the same time, there was no way, there was no technological way to, to do what Indrid Cole did with landing his ship in the middle of the highway. I mean, you can't, you couldn't have done that back then. As low tech as it is, it's way more high tech than we could have done, than anybody could have done in 1966. I guess, unless you're worried. Dealing with a person of low IQ, and you're just able to confuse them about yeah. what they saw. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I, 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 you could, I guess, use some sort of uh, dirigible. You could use some sort of, uh, you know. Um, I mean, if people can be coerced into, you know, admitting to murders they did not commit. <laughs> imagine right, yeah, how yeah. you can make people's account yeah be about whatever you want if you if you're yeah stick to it long enough yeah is that what you saw or did you see a craft come down and you know pretty soon 
You kind of want to go home. Yeah, I saw a craft go down. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's. <laughs> that account seems really weird to me. Yeah, it, it it and it's there. There were there was a whole movement of uh, of visitations like that in the fifties and sixties, and this one stands out as being like you said, like very low tech. I mean, other other people were saying, "Oh, it was a big disc, and we took it up in the disc." Right? This, but this seems so weird and it's you know i mean you know you you got the guy and he comes out of the thing when you've built yeah and there's a speaker yeah speaking to him yeah. right uh-huh roll down the window and he's like <laughs> okay i'm rolling down the window you know yeah. so he's having a conversation uh-huh. that's not verbal to this guy but it's still verbal right because he's hearing it loudspeaker yeah and yeah. so it seems like something's being right. It seems it seems like to pe- to you know telepathy to him, <laughs> but it's just a loudspeaker that he can't see. Yeah, yeah, maybe right or or like uh, in, in real genius, you know, maybe they they implanted some sort of you know, <laughs> some sort of dentistry, you know, some, some <laughs> right. filling, right? Uh, um, so. Uh, uh, so two other things involving Moth, involving Mothman specifically that, that I, I want to cover. Um, uh, one more, uh, one more sci-fi than the other one. Uh, some people have pointed out, and this can't be ruled out entirely, but some people have pointed out that, you know, there's a lot, there's an awful lot of weird chemicals being stored in the, uh, uh, TNT area. Well, um, that's actually a question I had seeping into the groundwater and it's not entirely out of the question that you know I don't know it gets into the frogs and then some bird eats a frog and then all of a sudden you get a bird that you know maybe doesn't have glowing eyes or superpowers but all of a sudden maybe it's you know three four times bigger than it should be just because it's genetically mutated um, now, granted, that sounds like, you know, like a Marvel comic, right? That's it like it a, does. That's like, yeah, like well, right? It's like a that's that's how we get a, a mock. <laughs> Maybe how, um, right. it, it, somebody fell into a vat of something, right? And... Yeah, right. And next thing you know, they're fighting the Hulk. Right? <laughs> um, nonetheless, I don't know. <laughs> Is there any evidence that anything was done at TNT that wasn't? what they claimed it was. There are rumors that there were nuclear materials. You wouldn't think that you would need such a covert facility Uh for the manufacture of something that's been around since the 1800s or whatever, right? Yeah, for just TNT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really don't know what they used legit TNT for in... You know, yeah. was it used in the making of bombs, or was that a different explosive? Um, you know, I don't know what they all used for, used it for. I know they used what they called TNT, to, you know, to hand blow up. You know, uh, yeah, is uh, as, as a you know a something they would mount and exp- you know to explode you know enemy ordnance or barrels of cans they were trying to take out or whatever. I know they used actual TNT for that. Yeah, yeah, but um, it wouldn't seem like you'd need a tremendous amount of it unless it was going into you know and this is i just don't know um yeah i mean there are certainly rumors and this is even uh a rumor that came up on uh, sonishan legends is that uh, uh you know there are rumors that there there were nuclear materials and even enrich uranium uh being right uh, i mean they, they call it a tnt facility but does that just code for explosives in general, I don't know. Well, they were they were <clears throat> definitely manufacturing literal TNT. Right, 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 yeah. Yeah, so. Um, at the same time, I mean, like, uh, you know, maybe I'm being naive. I, 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 I just hope that if you were enriching uranium, you would have more than just a, you know, concrete bunker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but who knows? Maybe not. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, 
you know, and and you, and you say that like, uh, uh, you know, weird stories like this would make uh, uh, maybe a good cover story for something else that's going on, but like what else? I mean, I, I mean, it seems like maybe it seems more like you're calling attention to something that, you know, if you just wanted to move, you know, hazardous material through Point Pleasant, you just move it through Point Pleasant. I mean, I, right. You know, I, right. I don't think you need a, you know, a ghost story. Um, yeah. How it's all related. I, I don't, I wouldn't know. I just, uh, you know, if you go to like a hallucination theory yeah, where right. it's something that has leached into the groundwater or whatever, or um, is residual in the soil. And when people are exposed to it, yeah, they have hallucinations. I mean, yeah. Or, or like I mean, a, if you can get conjunctivitis from it, <laughs> it stands right. to reason that uh, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> the uh, well, I, I mean, what I was thinking this is more again more of a sci-fi theory, but even 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 back in the day, I was thinking that like uh, you know if you're uh, you know the, the next step from uh, uh, you know weaponizing LSD. You know, like getting some sort of super high grade uh, 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 hallucinogen uh, that, that you're going to weaponize. Um, if you're going to experiment with that, maybe the next level of that is again to try to control the contents of that, and not just get people to hallucinate generally, but get people to hallucinate something specific. Something specific. And I, I don't know. How about, how about Mothman? Right. It seems arbitrary, but. It does. It does. It seemed like you'd want to start with UFOs, which is maybe what happened. Right. Well, at some point, none of this made sense, right? Right. Well, yeah. (laughs) If it made complete sense, there wouldn't be podcasts about it, right? I mean, it'd be considered a tale with a clear explanation, and that'd be that. So here it is. My best shot. Add a totally mundane explanation for all of this is a two-parter. One is somehow Gray Barker and Jim Mosley uh, uh, goofed uh, the uh, the injured cool thing. Somehow, I, I don't know. Coincidentally to that, um, some rich weirdo um, had imported a non-native bird perhaps some sort of Andorian condor, perhaps an eagle owl, which are huge, perhaps uh, 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 some sort of uh, uh, harpy eagle um, that ate him out of house and home, and he decided, fuck it, sorry, he he decided, hey, uh, there's a, uh, you know, there's a bird preserve right here, go, be free. Uh, well, right. I mean, there's harpy eagle. There's anacondas and the the you know former pet anacondas down in Florida Everglades that exactly. shouldn't be there because exactly, right. Um, and then what's a harpy eagle gonna do? It's not gonna in the middle of November. It won't be able to feed itself, and so maybe it's gonna be like, hey, maybe I'm gonna eat a teenager, right? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> like maybe that car looks uh, edible, right? What's the date of the first encounter with Mothman? Uh, this is this is an interesting question. I, I gave it uh, the 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 Scar- Scarberry Mallet was uh, or Scarberry Mallet was uh, the fifteenth of November. That's that's as early as we get. The uh, the no. encounter with Cold before that. Though. Yes, uh, actually, as it turns out, I I, I, I didn't get to this, um, but uh, after Scar Scarberry Mallet came out, uh, several other people. Uh, began to say oh well wait a second back at the end of october and beginning of november i saw this right so uh just 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 some housekeeping the uh proximity to halloween doesn't uh, strike anybody as a little convenient right uh maybe (laughs) maybe there were satanic rituals right um well i just mean (laughs) no you know if you're going to perpetrate a a prank (laughs) halloween night might be one of the times you would choose to do it well and yeah. maybe uh you didn't weren't able to pull it off so when's the next time you can do it the first weekend in november maybe i mean it's a possibility yeah yeah. Is... yeah the uh but the uh 
first official, by the way, in, in retrospect, the first official uh, 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 Mothman sighting um, was on, uh, I think, November 1st um, in uh, Clendenin, uh, West Virginia. Um, it's the great, famous grave digger sighting. Uh, some people were digging, digging a grave because in West Virginia, yeah, <laughs> is the old-fashioned way. And uh, one of the uh, one of the guys saw a uh, uh, man-like figure with wings flying around. One of the things that interests me about the accounts is the figure has a uniqueness to it in a way. I mean, it's not like a lot of things. You know, the main monsters that were prevalent in the day. It's got kind of a. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little. Big, you know, it's more interesting. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a little Cthulhu-y, I guess maybe. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, right, right, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Something you know, it's it's cosmically terrifying. Yeah, it's you some. I guess part of me would say that if it's a prank, it might be a little more run of the mill looking thing. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be so right. What what's one of the appeals of it? It just it just seems so damn odd. You know? Right. Yeah. It's. It's a weird creature. Right. Um, it's, it's not the sort of thing, if you were going to just make up a monster, it doesn't seem You'd like go, it. like, with a Grim Reaper, you know, or yeah, something. Yeah, right, you know, something, right. Or, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, uh... But it's, it's you know, a bit of a mystery. But, uh, it's... Yeah, it, what, one more thing I'm going to get to is that, like, uh... Uh, so... Uh... There's this controversial number that's thrown around a lot. Uh, people say over a hundred people saw Mothman in, in nineteen, you know, throughout nineteen sixty-seven. Um, that number comes from Keel. Um, he can't back it up. Uh, he he says a lot of his notes uh, that he kept track of this were lost because uh, people like him were, were skeptics, constantly being stolen by you know men in black. But. Um, he does, not in Mothman Prophecies, but in another book, um, he does list uh, at least dozens of, of, of Mothman sightings. Uh, which does raise this other question, though, um, of what is a Mothman sighting, right? <laughs> um, right. Because uh, there seem to be kind of two categories here. One is a lot of the traditional winged man stuff, but um, interestingly, about half of, of the Mothman sightings are people seeing just giant birds, just unbelievably huge birds, and people saying, look, it was a bird, it was huge, I was freaked right. out, right? And those get sort of rolled into the, uh, the, mo- the Mothman sightings. And maybe they should be, because maybe people who are seeing Mothman are seeing giant birds. But um, this goes back to my sort of, uh, uh, my other theory about the sort of, you know, the eagle owl or, or harpy eagle thing. Is that like, look, if somebody brought a big bird like that, or even let alone a breeding population, you know, a few of those birds let, uh, let loose in, 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 in this neck of the woods, um people would see that and they'd freak out and they would, they would see a bird that's about seven feet tall. And they would say that bird was 15 feet tall and had a wingspan of 20 feet. And it, you know, and ah, you know, what's interesting though, about what you just said is mm-hmm. when you talked about the idea of, of like a hallucination control or whatever, yeah, uh-huh. um, you know, maybe, it's not exactly what you think. Maybe they can suggest ideas through this, but everybody's brain is going to anticipate, you know, is going to interpret it a little different. Yeah. Maybe the design is giant bird, mm-hmm. but subject A's brain might just say winged creature. You know what I mean? It, it just yeah. could be interpretation of how things are supposed to be. Right. It's a suggest. They're receiving a suggestion, but minds are so different that it's conjured up by the mind in a different fashion. Right. That would explain. Maybe giant bird is is the actual point they're trying to 
push. Right. But yet, to some people, it, manifest, it, it manifests itself a little differently. As, as a winged beast. Winged man. Or, or yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah. But I mean, okay. it's a, it's a it's a fun thing to think about. I mean, it's it's um, there aren't many similar things that are as well documented as this. You know, I, that's true. Obviously, that's in true. in you know Missouri, there's Momo the monster and right. countless other ones. You know, well, yeah, I, I mean, even like Momo, even though the Jersey you know, Devil and all that stuff. Yeah, right. And and, and when we're talking about uh, those kinds of things, I mean, we're talking about you know. Uh, maybe twenty people, you know, um, and one of those over a much shorter period of time is yeah. a general rule too. Yeah, right. There's a you know there's a flap so to speak, right? A group of people see something over the course of a week, and then it sort of you know flies away, right? Um, or maybe over a longer period of time, you know, once every few years somebody sees something. Um, what's I mean, the thing that I find so compelling, the reason that I call, you know, the, the Point Pleasant situation the weirdest thing that's ever happened is because it's just a, it's just an endless stream of very, very intense uh, sightings of really, really weird things. And um, there's no one theory, I think, that is able to cover everything. Some of it, yes, is mass hysteria. Some of it is weird UFOs. Well, the, the town was no doubt inundated by weirdos, people trying to capitalize on what was going on. Sure. Um, you know, that's any any event like that. You know, whether it be a presidential election. Well, well we're or, ne- people are going to been more familiar with that kind of right. Nonsense than right. Now. right. You know, it's maybe easier now than it's ever been yeah 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 right um i mean hell there are people in this world that that uh define their method of making a living as influencer whatever the hell that means i mean that's right right (laughs) that makes me want to just but you know yeah uh whatever that means but yeah so i mean times are different and the fact that it happened in the in the 60s when there was a lot going on, but at the same time, it was a much different world than it is now. Yeah. It, uh, it's compelling in a way. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I, I, I think that back then, <clears throat> back then, the, the people were so, so, uh, less, uh, uh, familiar with the idea that, hey, if, if this town starts seeing a lot of UFOs or something weird happens here, all of a sudden, everybody's going to be pouring in and pranking people and, and trolling and, <laughs> right. and, and and trying to make themselves part of it, right? And I, I, I you know, we're just, we just take that for granted now. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird, you know, for me to, like, want to call that reporter's, in, you know, uh, her motivations into question right off the bat. But it's the world that we live in now, you know? It's just mm-hmm. everybody's looking for a way to climb up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I, it's interesting to see. You know, what, did, did it work for for that reporter? Mary Hire. Did it take her to better places? Mary Hire. Uh huh. No, she was dead two years later. Well, okay. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm sure that wasn't the focus well, of her ambition. No. Uh, <laughs> let's be clear that that like uh, of all the people who uh, might have had an angle and trying to benefit from this. Um, that didn't work out for any of them, except for John Keel, right? Um, Gray Barker, who I strongly su- suggest as being a major part of trying to play all of this up to get rich or to, to make some profit, um, he, he released the Silver Bridge in 1970 and it totally bombed. He, whatever plan he had did not work out to make him a rich person, um, and he continued to have a very bad reputation as a uh, 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 as a ufologist. Um, uh, yeah, um, uh, Jim Mosley was in a, a, a similar situation. Mary Heyer, 
uh, died under uh, died after a short illness a few years later. Um, yeah. So, is there any uh, unusual ties to this area that you've heard, like a, you know, cancers that were out of control compared to other areas, or you know, other other things that weren't Mothman related, but were also like you know, a sample size or whatever. Uh, yeah, uh, there was a Union Carbide plant. Um, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Not a good reputation to that name. No. Uh, that a lot of people have uh, accused of. Um, well, um, a lot of things. Uh, among you know everything from assassinating Union uh, uh, agitators uh, to. Uh, uh, Inadvertently or inadvertently uh, giving their employees uh, uh, cancer. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, definitely a, uh, I don't know, it's a, it's a part of, <laughs> it, it's, an, it's an oddly appealing part of, ta- uh, part of the world that seems to have a lot to hide. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, you know, it's, this is like the, the kind of topic that I find interesting. You know, the ones where there just really aren't any answers in the end. Yeah, right, right, you know, right, it's, right, right. You um, know, when you talk about things where, well, it was found out later that this and this and this happened, and it was a big fat hoax. You know, I don't, yeah, right, that's, right, that's not right, appealing right, to me. Right, it's it's right. just this, when it's left to, right. for you to take from it what you what you can and, and decide for yourself, I guess. Um. Yeah, there was uh, there was one thing in here that I uh, one section from uh, from the Mothman prophecies that I wanted to read uh, that is a great presentation of John Keel, right? John Keel, uh, I think this is sort of quintessential John Keel. John Keel thought of himself as a uh, a rationalist, as, as sort of a uh, a reasonable person, a person trying to apply science to uh, to a lot of these uh, phenomenon in a phenomena in a way that a lot of people aren't. Right, other people were you know turning to uh, you know reading tarot cards or, or or listening to mediums or whatever. But he was much more. I want to say in reality, though, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think he was? No, I don't. Well, this this is what I mean, right? <laughs> Okay, so this is this is John Keel at his at his best. Uh, so what he's done is uh, uh, he's he's new in town and he has taken uh, a whole contingent of the Scarberry Mallets and and Mary Hire and and, and County Carpenter and everybody out to the TNT area uh, to see what they can see, right? And um, long story short, everybody starts to freak out. Everybody starts to have. You know, uh, Connie Carpenter thinks she sees red eyes. She's kind of like, ah, what's going on? Uh, 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 Mary Mallet's ear starts bleeding for no good reason, right? You know, um, they think they see strange lights. They, they're hearing all kinds of strange noises. And so Keel, writing this, positions himself as sort of the voice of reason, right? So the whole group was now in a state bordering on sheer panic. I could see that their feelings were real. This was not just some some kind of acting stage for my benefit. I'm no hero, but I did not share their fear. Mrs. Mallet's bleeding ear was a sign of concussion, meaning the air pressure had changed suddenly. Connie had apparently had an hallucination or psychic glimpse of those frightening eyes. The metallic clink could not have been from inside the building, or I would have heard it too. It must have been associated with a sudden change in air pressure. I scanned the black skies. There was not a star, not a light visible. And he goes on to speculate that it was probably a UFO in the area. So this is just a great example of like pseudoscience at its best. Like, <laughs> right. Like, none of these answers make explanations make any sense. <laughs> but they're presented as though they, you know, oh, well, it couldn't have been Mothman. It must have been a psychic flash. <laughs> right. right. A and concussion. And... Ra- yeah, that must, yeah, it must have been a, a change in air pressure brought on by a, an unseen UFO, right? And that's just that's keel. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's um that's keel, right? That's somebody with a pretty high opinion of themselves, that's for sure. 
and and just a very yeah you're right and, and just a very broad idea of what counts as science <laughs> very broad right um so um anyway um in, a, in addition to that from uh from jay Perro to a variety of other people um uh he's taken it again and again by uh by hoaxes yeah. He just he just taken in, in again and again. So, oh, well, you know, they, I they want to believe, right? Yeah. And that. Yes. Yes, he wants to believe. And, and I think, like, when you were younger, you want to believe, right? Maybe more than you do now. Yeah. So, that's how you, that's how you fall victim to this stuff. It's like, yeah, as you you get older, the things you've seen in life tell you that. All right, take a step back. But some people are so desperate to believe in this kind of stuff that they don't see the right the points that are screaming at them to say, "Hey, there's something that just doesn't quite yes. add up to they make ma- this a." They make a the bad initial assumption that, for instance, psychic activity is real, <laughs> right? And then that becomes. I mean, that becomes a, a scientific premise for them, right? That becomes. I mean, the psychic thing is kind of tough because it is kind of a, it's a mind game they play with you, right? Yeah, right. But you can't. I mean, you I mean, I, I remember. I mean, didn't your mother work as a phone psychic briefly? Uh, yeah. I remember like some her talking about some of the techniques that that. They yeah, did. but she didn't believe it. No, no, no. Yeah, of course right, not. Yeah, right. But yeah. I, I remember some sure, of the techniques sure, that, sure. that she was that they told sure, her. Sure, 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 right. Yeah. You know, just, just to keep, keep people, you know. Yeah. And a certain type of mind who who is the kind of person who's at least looking for something enough to want to call a phone psychic. Exactly. Line, is obviously you're already calling, susceptible you're to. Calling, yeah, so exactly. You are, right, yeah. Um, it's sort of it's interesting in a way. Yeah. But it's just knowing how the mind works and and telling people what they want to hear, I guess. Yeah. Um. Interesting footnote on the uh, one interesting footnote of many on the uh, Woodrow Derenberger case is that uh, uh, NICAP, uh, that that very very serious group of uh, of UFO people, okay, right, uh, were uh, dedicated to discrediting uh, Derenberger because doesn't fit in with their right, <laughs> not what they want, yeah. disclo- right, you know. So uh, they uh, they hire their own psychiatrist to uh, uh, to, to evaluate him, right? And um, uh, I mean, who knows what game was played here? But the psychiatrist, well-known psychiatrist, uh, whose name I can't quite get a hold of, uh, uh, evaluates Woody, says, uh, gives him a full bill of health, says other other than the fact that you know hears voices you know <laughs> these specific voices seems to be a perfectly fine person right a few months later uh this psychiatrist um hears from injured cold telepathically really <laughs> <laughs> and uh appear it even appears on a uh a, 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 like a art bell style uh, uh talk show at the time right which raises some questions <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it does. Is, it, is this a hoax? Is, is this, <laughs> That'd be number one. Is, yes, <laughs> is it, does this uh, once again have the fingerprints of Gray Barker? Uh, oh, or, man. or uh, because uh, uh, Bar- uh, Barker and, and, and Mosley hated Nightcap and would love <laughs> to have hum- humiliated them. Right. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, if you can somehow manipulate them into picking your psychologist to do this work. And right. Then... <laughs> I mean, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. <laughs> right. yeah. In fact, you'd have to go bravo if right. that was, that, if right. that was exactly. legit. You'd have to give right. them some yes. credit. Right. <laughs> so, uh, I have to go to the bathroom again. Well, we want to wrap up first, or, or not? Uh, yeah, let's wrap up then. Cool. All right. Um, all right. <laughs> Well, I got. I'll just we'll just record this and and I'll cut out the bathroom part if you don't mind. Okay. Fine. Um. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our little journey here. Okay. Um, yes, if you have anything else to say, uh, no, no. I think we covered it. Neat little deep dive into the Mothman 
theories in case. And yeah. uh, I don't know what we'll have for you next time, but it will be, you know, like I said, we're not, not a regular schedule for this program, but uh, maybe once a quarter, something like that, we'll yeah. come up with a story and uh, we'll send it to you in a similar fashion. Something strange. Something, something bizarre, strange, something weird. Unsolved. Or, yeah, something. Uh, it'll be interesting, I promise. Yeah. All right. Uh, good night uh, for okay. now. Okay. Great talk.